Hello, my name is Todd Weber, and welcome to the first episode of The Nutrition Grouch. Today, I wanted to tell you why I started The Nutrition Grouch and kind of what I expect this podcast to be about. So this is a good introduction to The Nutrition Grouch. In the second episode, I've got these lined up. In the second episode, I would like to talk to you or tell you a little bit more about me and why I think you it, it could be of your benefit. It might be important for you to listen to what I have to say about weight loss and the health and wellness industry. Um, in that episode, I'll highlight my 20 years of experience and, and education and make the case uh, that I know what I'm talking about. Um, and then in the third episode that I have lined up, I'll be talking about the science of dieting. And just briefly, the science of dieting is my weight loss program. So as much as I'm going to bemoan other weight loss programs and say, it's crap, it's all garbage, um, it's, it's really tough to just say that everything is crap and it's garbage and not offer something of your own. Um, so people can then you know feel free to pick that apart because it's easy to criticize from the cheap seats. It's a different thing to actually have to do it. Okay, so those are going to be the next couple episodes, but on today's episode, let's get into why I started the Nutrition Grouch. I'm going to run you through my podcast description. So usually the podcast description is built of a few catchy words or phrases to kind of pique your interest, right? So you can just glance at it and you can say, oh yeah, this is for me, I'm interested, or it's totally not. Well, I am pretty long-winded coming from academia. That's how I blame it. But just in general, I like to tell stories and my stories get kind of long. And I have this kind of backward logic in which people are like, okay, 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 get to the point, get to the point. Um, It's kind of maddening to people. Uh, But that's the way I am. I'm really selling this to you, aren't I? All right. So I'm going to go through the podcast description. Um, They said that it can be 4,000 characters and I, I think it was like 3,500 or something like that. So I really, I essentially wrote an essay um, on what this podcast is going to be about or what I think it's going to be about. So let me, let me start by walking you through that. So the first thing that I say is the weight loss industry is, has been, and always will be a dumpster fire. Now, there's no good way to really phrase this or to capture people's attention because the phrase misinformation has been used ad nauseum and people they don't even shrug their shoulders they don't even notice it anymore and you know it's it's really my belief it's it's more than than misinformation it's just it's just systematic failure uh really on nutrition communication and health and wellness as a whole if i could burn it all down or if i could start something completely different outside of health and wellness what name i would come up with i have no idea Um, But if we could do something different and just say, health and wellness, you're junk. Okay, anyone that's worth anything, move over into this new thing. Um, That's what I would do. It's beyond repair. You can't, when people get certain things in their heads, even if you present them with all kinds of evidence, it's very often difficult to change their minds. We all suffer from this. I suffer from this just as well. So, it's, it's impractical to impossible to summarize everything that I think is wrong with the industry um, in one podcast description. But when I, when I think about it, there's really three things. So 
One thing is there's way too much information. So I'm going to talk later on too about how I built this website. It's called the paper database. I'll try to link to it in the show notes. The paper database is 5,000 plus research papers that is on anything and everything weight loss um, that that I looked up. I went through Google Scholar and PubMed and read through these academic journals And I organize these papers um, to make it easier to find, to make it searchable. And so whether you're looking at the keto diet, the paleo diet, a high-protein diet, a low-fat diet, a high-fruit and vegetable diet, uh, or if you're looking at what is the effect of eating ultra-processed food, or what's the effect of eating uh, processed food, or commute times, or number of steps, whatever it is, I, I tried to find that and categorize it. And to be honest, like... It's 5,000 papers. I stopped updating it in, gosh, what was it? July of 2021, so a while ago. And I'm sure there's been loads of research published since. But really, the 5,000 paper paper database should probably be more more like 15,000. There's just so much information. Now, the thing of it is, is that if you were to take that paper database, let's say there is 15,000 papers in there. That's like a 2% slice of the pie. There's so much information. That's the, what I call the good information. But there's so much other information that how do you sift through it? And normal people can't read through academic journals and understand everything. It's A lot of it is just over their heads. Some of it's over my head, especially when you get into some of the, the stats. I don't appreciate statistics. I'm happy I don't have to do that. So number one. Too much information, way too much information. Number two, there's no context or applicability to real life. So there's what I call factoids and tidbits. So you can take an individual study and you can say, oh, that's neat. And then you can try to translate into doing one thing. Uh, But it's never one thing. Like it it pains me. It, it, It doesn't pain me. It makes me insane when it says you're at the bottom of an article you're reading on your on your phone. Just do this one thing to fix X, Y, or Z. It's like, oh, give me a... I know that's clickbait. But people want to believe that there's just one thing. They want it to be easy. And it's just not. So that's the second thing. There's there's just no there's no context. No one ever puts anything in a context. And the second and third thing are really highly, highly relatable, interchangeable. Um, and that's how do the pieces all fit together? So how do you take all these little factoids and tidbits and put them together? Because you can remember one, two, three, four, five, you know, 10 factoids and tidbits, but there's like 500 factoids and tidbits that you'd have to somehow put into your life. And you can't remember or keep track or organize them in a fashion that makes sense. And, and so that's just, a, that's a big problem for us that, that we need to work around. Now, I would say that um, at its core, those are three things that I'm very much trying to work on, right? I, I built this paper database and also um, in this paper database, I failed to mention in my initial description that there's no cell stuff. It's all about what research has been performed in humans. Like I don't care. My dissertation was on uh, cell culture. So growing up skeletal muscle cells, who gives a crap about that? Yeah, it's important in a certain context, but it has no meaning to anyone's life. Um, and so theory is great, but 
practicality, practicality, practicality. How do we do that? And, and so that's something I'm really working on. All right, so I'm about to whitewash a bunch of entire industries and people could be pissed off at me for that. Uh, but science and nutrition and weight loss and facts are getting just thrown in the dumpster all the time. Um, so if it offends you, I'm sorry. Uh, but here we go. Uh, number one, or I shouldn't say number one, just next on the list is I think the media really should just stop covering health and wellness altogether. And that includes like reputable media, like the New York Times. Like I despise uh, their reporting on things. And at least they like, it's written and it takes you a little bit to decipher through what it is as opposed to what's on the local news and they give you a little 30 second clip and it, it might raise awareness, but it gives you no understanding or explanation of what it is. And I get it. That is how that media is set up. That's how people consume it. But they don't even don't even cover it. It's, it's just, it's doing more harm than good um, in my opinion. So just leave it alone. Uh, next, academics, they know what they're talking about. However, um, they're not really paid uh, to engage with the public. They're paid to teach courses, mentor students, perform research. Yeah, they have like service requirements, but those are like minuscule and you don't get hired or fired on service requirements. Uh, so they're they're not helping in that regard. They're creating more information, which I want to talk about in another podcast and, you know, kind of some of what's wrong with that as well and just pumping up more and more information. Like, what good is it? Um, academics look down on kind of what you would refer to as the quacks and the zealots. Uh, but I say that the, the quacks and the zealots are the people that are, all, are the influencers, they are the people with tens and hundreds, of, maybe even millions of followers that are selling these projects and providing, air quotes, education to people. Um, so I know it's fun to have your nose in the air and to laugh at them, but they're dominating the industry. Um, and oftentimes it works that some quack comes out with something and then some academic has to basically prove them wrong five years later and then it doesn't matter because people have been doing this stupid thing for five years. Next, uh, businesses that are in health and wellness and weight loss for that matter, they don't have enough PhDs or medical professionals running things. They have MBAs running things and it's all about the bottom line. It's all about protecting the brand and protecting the business. And I, I, just, I can't stomach that. I can't live with that. And you could tell me, well, you know what, Todd? Uh, if there's no business, uh, then it doesn't matter. Then we're not going to help anyone. And so it's kind of like the, the whole social media thing where they're like, oh, well, social media, it's, it's doing some good and it's uh, helping people with revolutions and in, in Egypt back in the day. And you can read these historical pieces of why social media is important and and now it's downfall. And it, it's like, are we better off having social media at all? I, I don't think so. I, I think if it never existed, we'd be fine with that too. I don't, I don't think that we're better or happier today than what we were pre-social media. So that's just me. Um, healthcare, I say, is for the already sick. And public health is very surface level. Public health, you know, 
they do great things. Healthcare, of course, does great things too. If I'm sick, I, especially if I'm, you know, really sick, then healthcare is tremendous. But the the preventative side, you know, you talk to anyone that is in health and wellness, and and they'll talk about the preventative side just being so completely neglected. And part of that, here's another topic, is the money, right? It's much easier um, to treat a sick per- sick person, and it's it's financially. Uh, better to treat that sick person. I know you can, insurance companies can save money and there's this, that, and the other thing, but I'm not buying that argument either. Public health, let me get back to them. Um, Great work, right, as far as promoting eating fruits and vegetables and uh, wearing seat belts and that type of thing, but it's very surface level and you can't get into any context or into any meaning. So everyone kind of has their role uh, but we need more, uh, what do you call it? I don't know, interdependence, more working together, more cross-trained people. In writing this, I, I was thinking about recording this pod, and I thought, you know, I left out uh, nutritionists or registered dietitians, depending upon the, the flavor of nutritionists, I guess, and personal trainers, and they're also at fault. It's the um, I'm a hammer, everything is a nail type of approach. And I'm guilty of this too, right? So my various degrees, I've straddled nutrition and exercise science along the way. Uh, but if you're reading this literature, and frankly, if you're talking to people with obesity, it's not just about the diet. It's not about the exercise. Uh, there's a lot that has to do with the mindset. It it has to do with the person's day-to-day life and what their responsibilities are and what their obstacles are. And we need to be talking about weight loss medications. Like, holy cow, did those ever pop on the scene for me? I just wasn't in that kind of area. But wow, uh, are they ever effective? I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, Now, there's tons of side effects. (laughs) Not everyone wants to take... uh, a medication or, or a shot, I guess, at this point in time, um, but they are quite effective. Um, so we're very much all at fault. Um, and including, when I say all of us, I need to talk about the public as well, right? So I wrote this post uh, a, a while ago um, on my old blog about McDonald's wouldn't have or McDonald's wouldn't exist without customers or something like that. And a bunch of people got pissed off in the wellness community at me about that. But if there is a need or, or an appetite, um, I mean, you could be sure that someone is going to sell that product or service to that person to make money. That's capitalism. That's what people do. That's what business-minded people do. Business-minded people don't really care, or they care enough maybe, uh, but they're going to do what's best for the bottom line. And again, I'm, I'm going to walk in circles here or talk in circles because if you're not doing what's best for the bottom line, uh, you know, eventually is your business going to survive? If other people are willing to do what's best for the bottom line, it's like you need to get in this collective pack of all or some sort of governance. And that just doesn't happen um, to to do, quote-unquote, the right thing. Um, But back to the public. Um, I don't know if I said this already, but the public is lazy. And people are going to take that, oh, oh, we're not lazy, we're hardworking, this. Yeah, 
a lot of people are working three jobs. Um, if you know you have various caregiving responsibilities, I take care of two little kids at home, and you know you're you're working from the early a.m. to you know 8 p.m. is usually when I get done uh, with my childcare responsibilities. So it's hard. I get it. So I'm not saying that part of you is lazy. People aren't lazy in that respect. But when it comes to your health, I do it too. Like, you know, I, I can't just cast stones without getting stoned myself. People are willing to sacrifice their goals in exchange for belief, in exchange for entertainment, positive information, or convenience. You know, it's oftentimes that people want to do these things on the side, right? They don't want to have their stop their lives and have their lives interrupted. But it really seems to me that having your weight under control, your and along with your weight, right? That might be your diabetes, blood pressure, all these different health metrics. To get those under control and to be feeling right is so important. It's so baseline. It's so low, I guess, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, that you need to have that right. And so to me, excuse me, to me, it is worth taking the time to figure that stuff out. It's hard. You don't want to take the time. You're busy. But you need to. Because if you don't, then you just what I call metal in the middle, where you're not doing anything particularly well. You really got to go for it. My next thing that I want to talk about, this could be, I'm going to read it directly from my description because it is so true. It just summarizes all the things that we collectively do wrong in the health and wellness industry. And that is focusing on the tiny little pieces instead of seeing the big picture. Okay, so what I say is instead of being stuck and peddling the news of the day, Disconnected factoids and tidbits, overly reductionist, cliche, idealistic, magic cures, easy fixes, secrets, tips, tricks, hacks, fads, gimmicks, cherry-picked, binary, good or bad, flashy, insanely optimistic, exaggerated, fantasy land, sunshine and rainbows, theoretical, testimonial-based weight loss information, right? So that really, if you see any of that stuff, any of those words... Uh, tips or tricks or cures or this is going to be easy. I'd say you should stop reading or run away because it's like that. People want to believe that it's, they want to be positive and they want to believe they can do it and they want it to be easy. But it's not really any of those things. And so we need to stop thinking that this is going to be easier. I can do it on the side or I can change this one thing, right? That is, this drives me crazy. Uh, because it's just, it's not going to work. In the long run, it's not going to work. So instead, I say, let's come up with a more comprehensive, systematic, sustainable, realistic, semi-automated, results-oriented, pragmatic approach to weight loss with a slice of common sense. That's that big picture. That's the applicability. That's what can I really do? What does matter? What doesn't matter, right? Rather than being bogged down in theory, or factoids and tidbits, what matters to your life? How do you control your food environment is something I really like to talk about. And if you can control that food environment, then you can control, to a great degree, how you eat. 
All right, so I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about the nuances of weight loss, right? I mentioned earlier the paper database, uh, which took me a year and a half of naps and nights and weekends to put together. It is an amazing resource, if I have to say myself. Um, if you Google energy balance nutrition consulting, so let me say that again, energy balance nutrition consulting. So that can be, I can put that in the show notes as well. But I wrote I don't know, at least 50 blogs and I had interns and and so I've, I've written about a lot of different topics in nutrition. And I'll, I'll touch maybe a little bit more on that in, in the next uh, podcast when I tell you a little bit more about myself. And then the science of dieting, that's going to be the third podcast. So I've spent tons of time thinking about this academically as well as how do I help people in the real world achieve this. And one of the most puzzling things to me, and I, I will, I guess I'll never understand that, is the goal for the disconnect or the void, whatever you want to call it, between what is taught academically, so what you learn in an undergraduate program, let me say, or even in a personal training certification, and what is practiced in the real world. And I have a few stories on that that I can share with you again later on, but the information is there. It's just that we don't have the channels or the resources or the people or we don't value it, right? So again, with those MBAs rather than those PhDs and how to educate people and products and services need to be uh, more streamlined um, than what I guess a lot of PhDs are probably willing to do because when you can see the whole picture, it's very difficult for you to just latch on to one thing. I'll, I'll tell my friends that Sometimes I wish I didn't know so much. And that's not to break. That's just to say, if you didn't know so much, if, if, if your knowledge was more narrow, then you could latch on to something. You could say, yes, this is it. This is what you need to do. Uh, but when you've read and read and read and read and read and studied and studied, and you see the big picture, it's more difficult for you to go down with that one narrow road. Um, but also it can make it pretty powerful that you know so much about so many things that you can pull from all these different um, niches or subcategories of nutrition and exercise and weight loss and pull it together. And, you know, I don't know everything. I definitely have definitely have a long ways to go. Um, but that's what I want people to strive for. Finally. I end with, and this is how I feel a lot of times on a day-to-day basis. I just say, I'm so fed up and exhausted by it all. There are many, many days, believe me, when I'm like, why Why am I even in this, in this industry? It doesn't want me. It doesn't care about me. It's certainly not paying me. I can't get a full-time teaching job. Um, I'm not really very successful. Well, I can say I'm not successful in getting clients or full-time clients. And yet I have all this knowledge. I have all this experience. And it's just, it's a disconnect to me. And I say, why am I not in a different industry? But I, I really, I, I fell in love with metabolism. Uh, well, first it was, you know, kind of weight training and exercise, but it, it turned into metabolism. And I just, I haven't been able to shake it. It's, it's like a sickness. And I don't, you know, talk about fat burning and mitochondria and some of the things that I used to, because that's 
again, really deep in the weeds and more of an academic exercise than it is trying to actually help people. Um, but I, I, I just, again, I, I can't shake it. It's like, it's, it's who I am. And so the nutrition grouch is for me a way to talk about my experiences in the health and wellness industry and my failings and my frustrations, my frustrations with the information that is shared, as well as just my, my, but I say my because my experience, but I'm sure there's plenty of people that have similar types of education that for some reason can't find a role. And it's just, it's so puzzling. So I, I need to talk about it. Um, so a little bit of this podcast is going to be my therapy session, I guess, just kind of putting it out there. Uh, because, you know, some things are pretty personal and people don't want to talk about them or share about them. And, and they'll say, oh, well, this is great. Or getting a, well, I shouldn't say getting a PhD is great. Uh, cause there's plenty of people I will say, no, that's not too great. It's kind of hell actually. Um, but I, I, I just, I want to be real and want to talk about the pitfalls of the industry. And, you know, I had this thought that I wanted to get recorded on this pod too of, of how, think about what you're good at, what you, what you're really good at. Now this could be, this could be a hobby, right? It could be uh, golf, um, it could be you could be a firefighter or a nurse or an educator or pouring concrete. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're really good at. Now, if you think about every single day, multiple times a day, you're going to have something thrown in your face through some sort of media that tells you how to do that or how it should be done. And you are way higher trained than any of the people writing those articles or saying those things, and you know those things are wrong or misleading or partially inaccurate. How insane are you going to go? Are you going to be nutso and kind of pissed off and want to correct it? Yeah, you bet you are. And that's how I feel that I've I've just been living, that I can't help it. I'll, I'll read this little Glendale Chronicle that gets sent to my house for free and they'll have like a little section on nutrition or health and wellness. So I'll see that there. I watch the news. I'll be on my news feed. I don't really do too much social media, so I don't see a lot there. Uh, You'll see commercials, freaking billboards. I don't know. It's everywhere. It's just ubiquitous in, in society and it drives me nuts. And so the nutrition grouch is an opportunity for me to talk about some of the things that drive me nuts. Um, I plan on doing a podcast once a week and uh, maybe more, maybe less, but but that's that's the goal. And I don't think I'll ever run out of content. I think I could talk forever, honestly. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, that's kind of scary. Can I really, can I put that much together? <laughs> can I put that much together, please? Um as long as I have a little bit of time to gather my thoughts, I can put it together. All right, so with that, that is the nutrition grouch. If if you want to subscribe, right, I got to tell you, you subscribe in your, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that'd be appreciated. If you have made it this far, congratulations. Wow, I think we're going to be friends. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. 
See you next time.